Hey, it's Big Joe for your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer, Absolute Comfort. Chris Wedekin is the owner, and he tells us why many homeowners are giving up their air conditioners for a high-efficiency heat pump. By removing your air conditioner and replacing it with a heat pump, you are not only saving by getting a higher-efficiency air conditioner, the heat pump works in reverse and saves you money in the wintertime as well. See if a heat pump is the right move for you by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted local independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 1st. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us this morning. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels 317. We had a question, and I know oh. we're, we're going to get to we're going to get to our stories here in just a bit. Great. But we had a question about how much do the IndyCar drivers get paid. Yes. You know, we everybody saw the report that Joseph Newgarden, $3.6 million, and how much of that was he going to get. Right. Somebody called in and said it's based on their contract. And then somebody uh, tweeted to you and I that in motorsports, the driver typically gets 40% of the purse, 50% if they win. Oh, wow. Okay. So All right. There you go. So there, there's the answer. Boom. That's what we do here. We are we are problem solvers here on the Kendall and Casey show. <laughs> also, just a note, if you're watching us on YouTube, trying to watch us on YouTube, we are on YouTube. You can watch the show. However, due to a gremlin in the YouTube uh, feed, it is labeled as Hammer and Nigel today. Mm-hmm. So it is us, Yeah, but it will say Hammer and Nigel and yesterday's day, but you can watch the show in its absolute entirety. And why wouldn't you want to see Casey? Because the men folk, Casey, always get very excited when you wear uh, sleeveless uh, anything. And, Sun's out, guns and out. And today you're doing that. So uh, <laughs> the men the men folk will be very excited to see you on the YouTube feed. Hey, speaking of gremlins, uh, you know, Twitter had a few gremlins last week. Was it last week? Yes. When Ron DeSantis announced that he was running for president on the Twitter space. Let's go time out real quick here, Casey. Mm-hmm. I'm rethinking this whole DeSantis thing because that's really hard to say. It's easier just to say DeSantis. I may just go back with Trump because that's easier to say uh-huh. or maybe find somebody else because I don't want to have to every time I, you know, say something nice about this guy, DeSantis. DeSantis. We're, we're overemphasizing it too much. Well, I don't know. Isn't that what he said he wanted, that it's DeSantis? Yeah. It's just much easier to say DeSantis. 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 So, so I'm going to, if you're a part of the DeSantis campaign, I don't even know if he has an Indiana campaign, mm-hmm. but you let me know. Do you want me to r- risk me going back to Trump, or are you okay if I just say DeSantis? What do you want? What would you rather have? At least we're not calling him Rob. I mean, what is <laughs> Do we know where that came from? That's just Trump being Trump. Being... He's just being a, a, a you-know-what. Yeah, yeah. So there's not some just reason he's the bear, doing that. trying to get under his skin. He's just deliberately being disrespectful and saying the guy's yes. name wrong. yes. I don't, yeah, he's just Trump is being So it'd be like if I called you Aaron. Right, whatever. <laughs> you call me Caddy. <laughs> yeah. Carrie. Stacy. Yeah. Whatever, call me whenever you want. It's fine. Just make sure you listen. What a, and write down WIBC. What a just a completely disrespectful mm-hmm. thing to do for someone who wants to hold the highest office in the world. Yeah, but that's what he does. I mean, he's the guy that you love to hate and hate to love, right? But, there, but there's... There's Just, nothing. There's nothing. This, look, and I'll say this, and I, you know, you can speak for yourself. I'm not trying to speak for you or anyone else. There was lots to love about 2016, 2015 Trump. The stuff he was doing was new. Mm-hmm. It was fresh. It was funny. It was different. When somebody like got a nickname, they were totally deserving of it. This isn't any of that 
this time. He's fighting with Kaylee McEnany. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going after Ron DeSantis. Called like, milk toast. You're just, you're just. It was like the people, like Jeb Bush, totally deserved what he got. The Bush family has been awful for this country. That was funny because for once the Bushes finally got their comeuppance. Lindsey Graham, same thing. So this the, isn't the, any of that this time. The thing with uh, Kaylee is. She was doing a report, and she was talking about some polling numbers, and she said Trump was in the lead. But in the poll that she was quoting, Trump, I think, had 34% or 34 points, and she said he was at 25. By the way, can I just stop you real quick? And then you can finish your thought, because I'm sure it's brilliant and amazing. I'd like to point out our YouTube feed went up about 35% within one minute of me saying that— Oh, my shoulders were out? Your shoulders were out. Okay. <laughs> you people have issues. Thanks for the info. Remember that time we said you were showing cleavage and we uh-huh. were in the thousands of people that were viewing? Yeah. Yeah. We should, well, it's. it's you were in a theme day, It's, your, you? it's your body, your choice. No, anyway, <laughs> you sorry. Were, I just you I, were I, finish your thought. I just saw that I had to well, alert. I was talking about Kaylee, Trump's former spokesperson, How and she took a lot of bullets for that guy. She stood up there all the time and defended him and did right by him. She's doing a newscast, one report. She gets one number wrong. She didn't say that Trump was behind or failing. She just got the statistic, the number wrong. And he totally attacked her, called her milquetoast. It's like with this guy, you have to pledge allegiance for the rest of your life or he's done with you. Yeah, it's a very... Same thing he did with Ron DeSantis. It's v- 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 yeah, Ron, Ron D. DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Instead of Kloppenstein-style, now it's D. DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> but let's... I want to play this audio from Donald Trump because, darn it, just when I'm done with him, he does this... And I'm back in oh, again. Wait, wait, yes. Wait. Time out, time out, time out. You're, you're, you're excited about this. I put this on the template because it's completely ridiculous. I but know. you're, you're on board with it. I think people. He got want, you. He did. He, he got, got you. People you. want to be proud to be American. Oh my gosh, he got you on this. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why after we play it. Listen to this. Here is my plan to give America's founding. In 1776, the incredible anniversary it truly deserves. On day one, I will convene a White House task force called Salute to America 250. It will be responsible for coordinating with state and local governments to ensure not just one day of celebration, but an entire year of festivities across the nation, starting on Memorial Day 2025 and continuing through July 4th, 2026. Second, I will work with all 50 governors, Republican and Democrat alike, to create the Great American State Fair, a unique one-year exhibition featuring pavilions from all 50 states. It'll be something. The Great American State Fair will showcase the glory of every state in the union, promote pride in our history, and put forth innovative visions for America's future. My hope is that the amazing people of Iowa will work with my administration to open up the legendary Iowa State Fairgrounds to host the Great American State Fair and welcome millions and millions of visitors from around the world to the heartland of America for this special one-time festival. Together we will build it and they will come. I I can't believe you're falling for this. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you're falling for this. Let me defend myself. Okay, a couple things. The Great American State Fair in Iowa 
Well, gee, I wonder why he picked Iowa. Okay, that's He's not, not even hiding it anymore, I know, Casey. I know, It's like right out there. This is like, the most obvious <laughs> legalized vote yes, buying yes. I've ever seen. I know, I know. So that, that I, I'm, I'm totally, I see that. I see what he's doing yes. there, okay? But I think he's being proactive on this, and people want to be proud to be Americans. I've heard no one, no one talk about this. Except for Donald Trump until right now. Because this is what he does. He talks about things. Look, I, look, they didn't know it to say our country doesn't matter. But this doesn't mean crap. You're talking about something in 2026. Mm -hmm. I want to know what he's going to do to make food more affordable. I want to know what he's going to do to make gas more affordable. I want to know what he's going to do to actually solve the border crisis other than lie and say he finished a wall that's clearly not finished. This is what he does. I know. He gets you distracted. On the stuff that doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter, but it does matter. I want him to focus Wait, on Wait, say that again out loud. I know it doesn't matter, but it does matter. But it does matter. It's, it hit, do it's it hitting you in the feels. Exactly. And that's what Trump does, and that's why people like him. Okay, but time out, but time out, time out, time out. This is such a learning opportunity here. And uh, <laughs> No, I want him to focus on I know, all no, of the things I, as well. I, I know, but, but what I'm – no, 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 I'm not saying that. And I, and I get that. You see what he's doing, and you, you, I get I'd that. I see right through it. But but what are you – What? why is this working for you? It's how you feel. Mm -hmm. So on he's one hand – He's tapping into he's, it. He's tapping into yep. it. But we can't be – these Trump, only Trump people who go, well, this is so great that he's being patriotic – that's a feel. Mm -hmm. You can't on one hand say you're voting for him because he does something like this because of how it makes you feel, but then yet rip somebody who says, I won't vote for him because of how he makes me feel because of how he behaves <laughs> on social media. See, we can't, this is the thing. Can't you, can't, you can't be critical of the people who are doing the same thing you're doing because they're equally as ridiculous. I think it's, it's Trump being Trump, and this is what he's a master at. It's P.T. Barnum. Yes. Step right up. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. And he's going to get people excited about this. Now, here's the other thing. Okay, you were not around in 1976. That is correct. For the Bicentennial. I was not here. And I was, and I can remember it. Yeah. I mean, there was a special logo. Flags were everywhere. There was this train that went across the country. Every major city had enormous fireworks on 4th of July. It was a year-long celebration. And I can remember running around in my bell-bottom jeans and my Peter Pan collared shirt with my Dorothy Hamill haircut. Is there a picture of that? <laughs> yes, there is. And it made you <laughs> proud to be an American. Now, I know people are going to say, are we still going to have a country by then? Like, there are more important things to focus on. Totally agree. There are more important things to focus on. But this is what Trump does to get people to be proud to be Americans. This is part of his Make America Great Again. All right, we started to get into this, and then we just kind of got a little bit off the rails, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, Twitter is losing value yeah. like it's going out of style. So when we come back, can we talk about that? Because I think that's very interesting. Yeah, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Nineteen minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Twitter may be worth only about a third of its pre-Elon Musk value. This is according to a Fidelity fund. They've slashed their estimate of how much Twitter is worth. And they say it's uh, 
because of the ongoing chaos of the company that Elon has brought on. There is a famous John Mellencamp album, and in fact, it was probably the first of what would become the just string of great Mellencamp albums in the early to mid-1980s. And the title of the album is Nothing Matters and What If It Did? And that is the perfect description right here. Elon Musk has a level of wealth that none of us can understand. Mm -hmm. And while we on paper look at this and go, holy smokes, he's lost whatever it is, $30 billion dollars, it doesn't matter. Mm. It simply doesn't matter. He's so rich and has so much access to capital and has so much resource at his disposal, and he realized this. He bought Twitter knowing this. I'm totally convinced of that now. So what, they're saying that this thing went from $19 million down to almost $7 million? He... It doesn't. It doesn't matter, Casey. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Nothing matters. And what if it did? Mm -hmm. What is the worst thing that's going to happen to Elon Musk? Yeah. What's nothing. what? What? So what? He lost money. You and I would look at this, and we would jump off a tall building at that amount of money. <laughs> it's the equivalent, though. I mean, I'm just pulling numbers out of my backside mm -hmm. here. But it's the equivalent of if somebody said, "Rob, you can have this super influential platform." and you can shape the course of history, and you can shape the course of conversation in America, and it's going to cost you $3,000. I would hate to lose $3,000. You know how I am with money, Casey, and yeah. it would sting me. Mm -hmm. I would prefer not to lose it. I would prefer that I make $3,000. But if you offered me that opportunity, I'm going to take it. Well, and that's him. He's taking the opportunity to do something that is so much bigger than money, and he can afford... To lose it. Now, he's in a worse, much worse financial situation than before he bought Twitter, but he's still in a better financial situation than just about every other person walking planet Earth. You could say that freedom of speech is priceless. And to him, it, it doesn't matter the cost. There are probably, what, two people on Earth who have enough money or the platform where it doesn't matter to them, Elon Musk being one, and possibly Joe Rogan being the other, because he doesn't care either. He's got the platform. He's going to say what he wants to say. He's probably got enough money to live nicely for the rest of his life. If he were to live his, lose his gig tomorrow, he'll be set. He'll be okay. Nathan Hale famously said and i hope i'm getting the quote exactly correct you know he was a he was a spy during the revolutionary war he was executed uh you know worked on behalf of, of america obviously he said uh, i have but one mm -hmm. life the only regret he had was that i have but one life to lose for my country and obviously what elon musk losing money is not the same as some guy getting executed it's not the same level of sacrifice nor even close but it is an example of what needs to happen in order for this country to change for the better. And we talk about this quite a bit. You you have to be willing to lose everything in order to get this country back where it needs to be. Casey, I once upon a time had a somewhat optimistic political career, and we will just word it as that. <laughs> 
and there was there is an alternate universe that exists where instead of going back into radio, I become a state senator, and that was eight years ago, and by now, I'm on a course to be the governor. I'm in the conversation with the three underachievers who are currently running for governor on the Republican side. And having six, seven years, whatever it was, as a state senator certainly gives you the platform to be able to do that. I made a conscientious choice, though, to do everything I could to burn the whole thing to the ground after spending two years inside the Indiana State House, because that's what needed to happen. And I recognize once you make the decision to light the match and throw it on the gas, you can't ever go back. It's like Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Doc, you can't ever go back. That is a choice I made because I believed for the betterment of society and my future family and for myself and mm-hmm. for my state, mm-hmm. being in a position like this was the better opportunity to make a difference. And so every day I come in here and I offend another person over there and I burn another bridge and I realize I can never, ever go back there. That's never going to happen again. I'm never, I don't get invited to parties anymore unless it's just someone like our beloved state treasurer, Daniel Elliott, just laughing at the people in the Republican Party and inviting me to things. I don't get invited to things anymore. And that's fine. I've closed the door on that portion of my existence. Elon Musk is closed, has closed the door mm-hmm. on people who, they weren't really his friends to begin with. They were people who were acquaintance uh, bedfellows. Is that the right word? Is that perhaps the best word to use? They weren't actually friends. But you have to be willing to burn it all to the ground. And he was. And too many people, and the establishment recognizes this of both parties, that there are not enough people who are willing to give it up. They're not willing to make the changes. They're not willing to do the work. And Elon Musk is a national hero. He's kind of a weirdo. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to hang out with him. No, I, I do. Th- are you kidding me? I, look, Jefferson Shreve is my rich friend now, Casey. <laughs> I'm, I, I, can I bet you even Jefferson Shreve would want to hang out with Elon Musk. Uh, look, Who would not want to hang out with Elon Musk I think Elon Musk is. I think Elon yeah. Musk is the sort of guy who you would spend an hour around and you would go, get me out of here. You think it'd be exhausting? I think the weirdness of that guy, if you could get to actually know the real Elon Musk, is a bounds by which you would... Remember the scene where George tells Jerry his deepest, darkest fears? Mm-hmm. And Jerry, <laughs> you know, I think you scared me straight. Yeah. It, it totally changes Jerry, you know, forever. That's, I think, Elon Musk. But it doesn't matter. Because he's doing the thing in this box that no one else can do that will make this country a better place and hopefully make change. And for that, he should go on the wall of American heroes with all the other great people who have been willing to make immense sacrifice for the betterment of society. It is 1127 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1131. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Stop trying to make me look at naked people. I can't believe it's all out there. And and this is this is being reported by a lot of people now. Nearly 10,000 photos from Hunter Biden's laptop. They they hit the internets. Truth and transparency, that's what they're saying about this. Uh, let's see. If the American people want to know what their first family is like, they're going to get it. And, oh, my, beware. Yeah. Because it is. Uh, Casey's like, hey, hey, 
during the break, she goes, hey, hey, you got to come over and see this. Yeah. I, I can't believe this. Can't and I'm thinking, like, is there some it. sort of, you know, American-altering event? Is there some update on the debt ceiling? Is, you know, is there some military engagement abroad that we're about to enter? And she goes, look, look at this. Yeah. And it's pictures. Yeah. Of all sorts of nudity that I have been subjected to. Clearly, Casey did not take the sexual harassment training. No, no, seriously. Now, no, now come on. There were, there were, well, I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> blurred out. <laughs> it, they weren't even blurred. It was like a, a block. Oh, it's a, okay. A, 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 you it couldn't see his out. unit. <laughs> it was blocked out. They put a big block. Yeah. <laughs> Over it, but and there, there appeared to be some ladies of the night. Yeah, in there. Yeah, that was the that was the shocking part. I mean, I was trying to pilfer through it very quickly. He appears mm-hmm. to again be inebriated in various shape, forms, and fashions. Mm-hmm. And Casey's just clicking on random links. <laughs> and I said, "You are going to just take down no, this because, entire no, no, infrastructure it, here at this radio it station." Scanned, it scanned it for a virus, and it said it was secure. Oh, but then. I tried to go to another link yeah. and it, it said no. So I think so there may be viruses on that link. Possibly, I don't know. So if so, I closed it out. <laughs> oh, that'll show it. I just xed out. No, I've already clicked it, but I'm going to show it. You should not be looking at this at work. Do not, do not go and look for this stuff on a work computer. You ever got your computer taken over before? You ever had that happen? What do they call that when the people? Uh bump into your computer and take over and they, what, like they a, well they make you uh pay a money the the pi- computer pirates what are they called where they they're like you can have sc- scammers Nah, what there's a name for them the people who do it on computers where you can have your uh you can have your computer back for $37 and we will send you the key to mm-hmm. your to your computer and otherwise you're never going to be able to get on your computer ever again so, you're looking at me like you have no idea what i'm talking about no somebody did that to my mom and they tried to take a lot of money yeah that's yeah. what you're going to get on that computer i i don't think so i, I closed it out yeah, that it said show. it was secure there was a virus scanner that went through it i mean fox news is not going to put a link to this website out if it's a virus yeah and she- all these other news organizations are linking to this website by laptopmedia.com, where you can see all of these pictures. When I owned my radio station in North Carolina, somehow that happened to one of our computers, but there was literally nothing on them other than old music. Mm-hmm. And they sent us that thing, and we were like, this computer isn't worth seven cents. Goodbye. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, can, you remember you, that? <laughs> you can have the computer. You can keep like, this. They were like, you know, oh, you got to whatever, whatever, whatever. There's nothing on this computer. You picked mm-hmm. the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Click. Oh, boy. Wow. And I don't think we ever turned that thing on again. Yeah. Don't need it. It's 1134. It's Kendall and Casey. Let's talk about what's going on with Stacey Abrams. Uh, she she sat down with Christiane Amanpour from CNN, and uh, they were talking about her writing, right? Uh, because that's what she does. She now. writes books now. She writes. She runs for office. She raises a lot of money. She loses, and then she goes and writes books. She's Mike Pence. <laughs> They're the same person. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna give no, Mike just Pence say a what you just, pass on no, that. No, just say what you just said. Give the description. Let's, she, she runs for no, office. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 Use the same description, but use he instead of she. Oh. Ready? Go. <laughs> he, he runs for office. Uh-huh. He raises a lot of money. Uh-huh. He loses. Uh-huh. He writes books. That's You're my, right. the, Mike Pence and Stacey Abrams are the same person. They are doing the same thing, aren't they? <laughs>
interesting, very polar opposite opinion and on policy and ideology, though. So, so she I write, mean, they couldn't be more opposite. So apparently she writes fiction books, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And let, this audio we have for you is amazing. She admits out loud that she writes, likes writing books because she gets to kill people in her books. You are one busy woman as a public servant for so, so long. How do you get time to write novels? Writing for me is just as important as anything I do. I, I try to balance my life so that I'm tackling the issues I care about from multiple perspectives, and writing is one of those ways I get to think about issues, investigate them, kill off the people I don't like. <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> do you have sort of political visions when you're killing off the people and things that you don't like? I would say it's more vaguely cathartic than anything. Okay, so that's her therapy. She writes writes it down, types it out, kills off the people that she doesn't like. It's she's living she is living in a fantasy world all of the time. And wh- and why is she a thing? This remains my question. Like, I get why Obama's a thing still, because he was a proven winner. Mm -hmm. Like, Obama, bringing the heat, coming in, winning two presidential elections. I put Obama and Stacey Abrams on the same level of stupid and annoyance, but I get why he is a thing and of interest to people because he has won multiple national elections. Mm -hmm. She can't even win a statewide election. Right. And it's, I mean, this last one wasn't even close. No. So why does CNN feel the need to sit down with her? And in a state where a Democrat won the Senate election, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, she gave such a great effort in a deep red state. The Democrat won the Senate election. And yet they it's the it's the Beto. She's the new member Beto was mm-hmm. this for a while. Where they get Michael Avenatti was this for a while and he's in federal prison. Right. Just keeps turning up. Where they where they get just attached to someone, it's like these relationships where these people just pick the worst women will pick the worst men possible and like if the guy would have a tattoo on his face it would be uh you're about to get cheated on and left with a giant tab because i'm not going to pay the rent and yet that is who they're attracted to Mm -hmm. this is the left with these loser Mm -hmm. people want to be she's not even a politician she's a wannabe politician right exactly yeah well now she's a wannabe author (laughs) i i don't know what so she's writing fiction, clearly. I don't know what the genre is. I mean, you know what? It would not surprise me at all. She's saying that she kills off characters. Uh, knowing that crazy lady, they're children's books or something. I yeah. mean, because that's that's the world she lives in. She is just so far extreme left. Let's talk about Donald Trump and this thing. Oh, jeez. Okay, so federal prosecutors, they say they've obtained an audio recording of him. And he's admitting that he took classified documents. Okay, this is this after is after he left the White House. Yes. Okay, so this is according to CNN. So let's just everybody, let's preface it with this: this is for entertainment reasons only, because it is CNN is the source. Mm-hmm. However, according to CNN, they are claiming the federal government has audio of Trump acknowledging in 2021, so it would be after he has left the White House, that he is in possession. I believe it relates to military operations in Iran. Right. That he knows are classified, and he did not declassify them. 
Now, at the end of the day, no matter what they actually have on tape or not on tape, Joe Biden's got stuff from the 70s that he wasn't the Mm -hmm. vice president or the president. He couldn't declassify it. So I'm not doing whataboutism here. What I'm saying is these people exit the White House, or in the case of Joe Biden, apparently deliberately took something he knew he wasn't supposed to take. I'm willing to give grace. Now, I'm willing to give grace to these, whether it's Obama, Bush, Trump, whoever, who takes stuff out of the White House they're not supposed to because you got a gajillion things, and who knows, and they've all got it. Now, the one guy who I've not given a lot of room to is Mike Pence because he went on TV all high and mighty about how he didn't have anything Saying, and yeah. condemning Trump. But right. look, if we're not condemning other people and you do it and it's a you know everybody's got it, then we clearly need to rewrite the laws. We need to have more clarification on this. But you can't get hung up on Trump and then not be hung up on Biden. So to me on this, while, okay, they've got him saying that it's... Biden's got stuff from the 70s when he was a senator. Mm-hmm. It's got to be either or, right? Either everyone goes to jail or no one goes to jail. Okay, but the interesting thing about this article is that they're (laughs) going on how they're saying they've got this audio recording and CNN is reporting this. I mean, this has to be a, I'm just going to guess, this is at least a a 400-word article. The line in it, CNN has not listened to the recording. So they're reporting on something they don't even know. Multiple sources described it. Yet they're writing this entire article about this recording that they've not even heard. They can't even prove exists. Well, that's the point. But it doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even matter if it exists. Because you've got Biden who has stuff he's definitely not supposed to have. He doesn't have any, as the vice president and senator, he has no wiggle room on I declassified these. Trump, look, I think it's sort of a weak sauce excuse of I can do whatever I want, but it is an excuse. I can can think it unclassified. You know, whatever. But the point is to me, either everybody goes to jail and I'm talking Bush and I'm talking Obama and I'm talking Pence and I'm talking Biden and I'm talking Trump or we need to just as a country say, we've got crap laws that are vaguely written and we've got to clarify this because what really sticks in my crawl, Casey, is not any of these jokers because these are rich, elitist people who can fend for themselves. I care about the poor guy on the Navy ship who's waving to his parents, hey, Mom, look, I'm serving my country, and because there's something classified in the photo with no ill intent whatsoever, that person goes to prison, and that's a real story. That is ridiculous that these regular people have to suffer while these politicians Mm -hmm. can throw out bizarre things like, I thought it declassified, and in the case of Biden, I he must have stuffed it in his sock or his right, pants pocket. Right, and put it in the garage next to the Corvette. I mean, this this country just, I mean, it just truly is rules for thee and not for me. Let's talk about this fan whose car was hit at the Indy 500. You saw that story, right? Uh, the, the tire went flying off of Kyle Kirkwood's car, and she's getting a new ride. This is great. I love this. Yes. This is, uh, so the tire hit her car and damaged it. It didn't look like it was totaled. It could have been, I don't know. But Roger Penske said that he is giving her a brand new car. You know why Roger Penske can do this? I would take that trade. Well, do you know why he can do this? Because he has infinite money. Because he's got a lot of cars hanging out. I mean, what are they doing with it? Is it going to be a pace car? I don't know. We were talking with Hammer about that, about how many pace cars there actually are. 
and how little they actually get used mm-hmm. outside of the month-long festivities here in Indianapolis. So if you've already got one, what really is it on you to give it away unless you're going to use it? And you know what's interesting, Casey? My dad and I were talking about this the other day. You don't see the pace cars out and about in the city nearly as much as you used to. Like the Holman family, because of their ties to Terre Haute, used to see them all the time in the western part of the state. They were, you know, on display in Terre Haute and in surrounding areas because of their tie there. You used to see them, you know, it was a big thing. Car dealers would run ads. Hey, come today and the pace car will be, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't. You know, I don't hear or see that very much at all anymore. There's a pace car that lives in my neighborhood. It lives, it lives, it (laughs) takes nourishment, it it sleeps. I don't know who it belongs to, but there's a pace car parked out daily in front of one of the houses. So I know it lives there in my neighborhood. Good pace car, good. Yeah, good. But this is, you know, Roger Penske and Bulls, this is a nice goodwill to this fan. It's awesome. Great publicity for them. And that's the big difference between. Having, uh, you know, this big corporation yeah. versus and just the dude who can make the decision. Thank goodness no one was hurt. Okay, Casey, we have a big surprise for our audience. Yeah. When we come back, mm-hmm. back yeah. for the first time on the 93 WIBC Airwaves <laughs> in quite some time. Yes. Abdul yes. is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit about the mayor's race. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Pence running for president. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what's going on with these judges in Marion County. Oh, yeah. There's all sorts of things to get to. Abdul is back, baby, and he's yes. up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket. Welcome back. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And oh, look who's back. He's back. And in one of words of Randy Quaid in an Independence Day when he's flying the spaceship up to the. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> he's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. The one and only Abdul Akeem Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Uh, doing well, doing much better. Okay, uh, not not 100 yet, but getting better. Okay, so let's start with the obvious question. You ran for the mayor of Indianapolis. It didn't go the way you wanted, but you ran against a guy who had to spend a gajillion dollars in order to beat you. Are you glad you did it? Yes, uh, I felt like I played. I went one on one against Michael Jordan and lost by three points. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way I describe it. It took two million dollars uh, to beat me. No, no, I, I'm glad I did it because uh, I, I was just looking at the city over the past few years. I was like, hey, we need to go in a different direction. It's time to stop talking about them. Familiar with the issues, well versed on the issues, so let's just give it a shot. How depressing is it? Because you and I, you know, talked about, hey, what are you going to do? How are you going to compa- campaign? What's your path? And then this guy, unexpectedly, who is worth, you know, he's like Jed Clampett, gets in the race. That's got to be a pretty surprising and depressing thing because you got to kind of change everything. Um, we, well, see, we really didn't change all that much because we knew there was just a universe of finite voters that we were going to go for about eighteen to twenty thousand. And so that's what we focus and target our attention on. Uh, what Jefferson did, which I will give him credit for, because he spent two million bucks uh, in the primary, was he just basically like like Dresden just carpet bombed everything, you know, for like you know months on end, and so there's no way you can compete with that. I mean, we did we did we did we did well, uh, all things considered, but we just couldn't compete with the two million bucks and change. What's one thing that you learned from running that you didn't know before? Uh, as I mentioned on State House Happenings, it's something I always kind of knew, but it was uh, made abundantly clear. When you talk to people who aren't in the political bubble, just like regular average folks to get their ideas, 
Some folks come with some really, really smart ideas, and some folks come with some really, really stupid stuff. <laughs> Rob Kendall, <laughs> Casey Daniels, it's Kendall Casey Show. Abdul Keep Shabazz, our guest, back with us here on WIBC. All right, let's get to some big things. So Mike Pence has announced he's going to run for pre- – well, he's about to announce. He's going to run for president. He's announced that he's going to announce. Yes, it's, uh, that's, how, that's how we do it in the political <laughs> mm-hmm. world. Uh, garner as much free attention as possible. Uh, June the 7th, the reported date – as we talked about on State House Happenings, Abdul, I maintain the Gravy Train Brigade, as I have dubbed them, uh, people who have for years avoided working real jobs because they have clung to Mike Pence's ankles like grim death, are giving him terrible advice. What say you? Um, well, like I said, uh, I don't think Mike needed any advice to run for president because Mike has always wanted to run for president. He lived, I, I doubt a day went by, particularly when he was in the governor's office, he looked in the mirror like, hey, I can be president. Now, other folks might argue and say something differently but no i'm not surprised he's running for president uh i don't i i say his chances are slim because any anything can happen in the presidential race because they're you know a day in politics is a lifetime there are a million lifetimes between now and election day so that's kind of point number one but i i think number two it'll be interesting to see what sort of path he takes to sort of get that anti non-trump vote because trump has got his 25 to 30 35 percent who will follow him to the ends of the earth and so that's his floor and his ceiling so the question is the more, the more people who get in the race, all it does is just divvy up that Trump vote, mm-hmm. right? That anti-Trump vote. You said he's the anti-Trump vote. Isn't that DeSantis? Uh, I would say they all are. DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, the one, Vladimir, whatever. Oh, that's, Ka- that's Casey's boyfriend, Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, that guy. Yeah, I mean, she, dumped him, she dumped him for Tim, Tim Scott. He's yeah. got a bigger wallet. We broke up. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, <laughs> but so, I mean, but I, I maintain that... Pence has always, what I found when I worked under him as pharmacy board director and then indirectly, I guess, kind of worked with him. And I got some great stories. Abdul knows a lot of these stories about when I was with the state auditor and the pharmacy board director. And, and you uh, can see right across the right hallway from the Oh, we've the got some good, just as we talked about earlier, Casey, some great stories we're going to be. Uh, I can't wait till be, after June 7th when uh, they all come out of the vault. And Abdul knows many of these stories. He was uh, there. He reported <laughs> on some of them. Others, he decided not to. Um, great. Some great stories. But uh this is a guy who wanted to be in politics from the time he was old enough to tie his shoes, and this is the only logical ending. It's like the guy who chooses to storm the hill where he knows he has no chance of making it up the hill because this is how it's supposed to end. Um, I would say he's got. I, I would say he's got a shot. Uh, in, in in politics, anything is possible. Now, pro- possibility and probability are two different things. I don't think he'll get it, but anything can happen. Uh, okay, let's turn our attention now. Obviously, uh, you are back covering politics and government in the state of Indiana, and there's something fascinating happening here in Marion County in regards to a lawsuit about judges. The court system has been a total disaster here in Marion County. You've written a lot about that. This looks to change how we elect judges, uh, how we appoint judges maybe perhaps. Tell us what's going on. Uh, but what happened was a lawsuit was filed basically saying that Marion County's system of selecting judges is unconstitutional because if A, it violates the Voting Rights Act, number two, it's discriminatory. Because if you look at the other 90-something-odd counties here in Indiana, they all elect their judges, Hendricks, Hamilton, whatever. But in Marion County, uh, there's a committee that nominates candidates, and the, they submit a list of the candidates to the governor, and the governor picks three. Now the, now, the, now, the voters do vote to retain judges, but they don't vote to elect the judges. And so that's the, that's the basis of the, of the, of the lawsuit. Who's filing the lawsuit? Uh, it's just a couple of regular citizens. Okay. Uh, but they, they they have a, they have a lawyer who comes, sort of specializes in this in this type of thing. We met uh, about a couple weeks ago just to to talk about it. Now the thing is, the the flip side of that is 
Marion County is different than the other counties because Marion County is a consolidated county, and there's a whole code on consolidated counties. So that's their argument. It's like, look, yes, we pick judges differently here in Marion County. The voters don't pick the judges directly. They they like the governor, and then the governor picks whoever, blah, blah, blah. Now we keep a balance of Republican, Democrat judges because if you didn't, then just be Democrats would run away with the whole whole thing. So the lawsuit was filed uh, like the middle of May, so the state has got like 30 days to respond to some change. you surprised it took so long for somebody to file a lawsuit on this? We've been talking about this for years, and I've always looked at that and gone, that doesn't seem right that individual counties get to do things differently. Uh, I'm not surprised. that it, I'm surprised it took this long, but uh, there's another lawsuit. Tom McDermott filed a similar lawsuit up in Lake County, because I want to say Lake County, they kind of do sort of the same the same thing uh, with, with judge selection. So it's, it's not uncommon, but once again— Marion County is a consolidated county, so that that is that that is a distinction with a difference. How happy are you to be out of politics and be back covering politics? Um, well, my health is better. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually gained a couple of pounds back. Are you working this weekend? Are you doing anything for the radio station? Uh, yes, we are back now that the race is over. Yeah, uh, we just we said said June third would be the day that I come back. So we're gonna have the, the show on Saturday, one to three. One to three. This is my tenth anniversary here at WIBC, oh, and also Cleveland, and also Cleveland Little's birthday from uh, Blazing sure, Saturday. Right. So. so you've been here ten years. Yep. Wow. Happy anniversary. Thank Daddy. you. Congratulations. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna celebrate on air? What are you doing? What's uh, on the show? Uh, same show I've done before. Take oh, my okay, well, okay, very good. Nothing's changed. You've learned nothing. <laughs> there, uh, this is very good. But uh, we'll have Suzanne Crouch on the show next week. Oh, okay, very good. Well, uh, maybe she'll talk to you because... <laughs> anyway. Everybody loves talking to the me. You one, the one and only Abdul Kim Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, great to be back. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.